This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, uh, some uh, troubling news for the Steelers uh, yeah. this morning. Cornerback uh, Justin Lane uh, arrested early Friday morning uh, near his home his, uh, in, in Ohio. Um, police uh, charged him with a number of, uh, number of things, uh, including having a, a uh, loaded weapon uh, mm-hmm. in his car. Um, there were some other things. I think driving on a suspended license and Ooh. a number of things like that. That I didn't hear all the details. Yeah, um, speeding. Um, there, there's some issues there. My question to you is this: Does this change the Steelers' draft strategy at all? I think it's too early to say that, and I bet they don't know that answer yet. Well, maybe they do. They get pretty dialed in on things, but they will very, very soon. I guess there's two ways of looking at it. I mean, the practical way of, do we think he's going to miss time? And they'll probably get a pretty good inkling sooner than later than that, wouldn't you say? You know, like, yeah. I mean. Something like that. You're pro. I mean. I bet not. I, I can't imagine. I mean, if, I mean, if that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm speculating, but I heard marijuana might be involved. Is that even illegal anymore? You know, like. Right. I mean, that's I, a, like, I don't I mean, that's not a, a major offense. Um, and then I guess the next question is, are we worried about the kid, the player? Like, is he not, is he borderline trustworthy? Is he somebody we can count on as a long-term starter if, if we did, in fact, view him that way? You know, did we already have concerns? Or is this an isolated incident, and frankly, it's not that big a deal? I mean, if I got pulled over speeding and, you know, there was a blunt in the car or whatever or even a weapon... Mean well, if you're if you're driving on a suspended or, you know, license, you've had other yeah, issues. Good point. Good point. Um, now, speeding tickets are not. No, right. you know, I, anybody out there who, who wants to say that you know this he should get cut, because, no, 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 no. no. Um, but to your point, it is a bit of a, a red flag in terms of and the timing stinks. And the timing's <laughs> the timing's not good. Right. Cornerback was a need one way or the other. They're drafting a corner. Yeah. I mean, if they think he's a star, they're drafting a corner. Right. You know, right. We've talked about this a lot with Lane, and I'm not avoiding the conversation or the, the question. I, more than maybe any Steeler on the team, I'm not sure what I think of him or what they think of him. You know, I mean, yeah. no preseason really hurts the Lane evaluation for us outsiders. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. And I, that's what drives me crazy about those who would say, well, he stinks. Yeah, you how the hell do you know that? You don't know that. Right? Played 100 snaps last year. 100 snaps last That's year. That's not right. enough to. I don't care if you are uh, 
And you only remember the plays he gets beat. Yeah. And you don't watch every play and what, you know. Yeah, I don't care if you're an NFL GM, 100 mm-hmm. plays, there's not enough plays to no, evaluate a guy. No, there's probably an incomplete grade on him. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what the defensive back coach, defense coordinator, head coach, GM probably think. And they probably have traits that they liked that they drafted him on that still exist. And we always say teams do tell you what they think by their moves. They cut Nelson and didn't really do anything else. Correct. I mean, that implies to me... I mean, uh, maybe the other kid whose name's escaping my mind. James Pierre. Pierre. I should have known that. But he that he is a diamond in the rough, maybe. But it implies to me they think they have somebody they can play with. Because what do we always say about Kevin, too, is his team on the morning of the draft can line up and play. And that makes me think that, they, that Lane most likely, they think they can live with it most and maybe thrive with it best. Well, this is another thing here that, that kind of flew under the radar. Uh, in January, they signed cornerback Trevor Williams mm-hmm. to a contract. Um, and I didn't think much of it. And I was yeah, start, some I, of those moves are easy. I, I started looking into it a little bit because they signed him right before the playoff game. Just a practice squad guy, put him okay. on there. So Trevor Williams in his career. So we his, never saw him in a Steeler uniform. Never saw course, him, yeah. Right. Started 27 games in his career. Okay. What's his bio? What's his whole background? I mean, I know the name. He's played at Penn State. Okay. Uh, as a rookie in 2016, played in 12 games, started five for the Chargers. Yep. The next season in 2017, he started 15 games for the Chargers. I knew he's played a lot. In 2018, he started seven games for the Chargers. So wow. there's some there's a track record here. Now, he's bounced around. What's his size? 5'11", 191 is what okay. they list him at. I thought he was more of an outside, but, I mean, maybe he could play some slot, too. I'm yeah. guessing. Now, he didn't have to for the Chargers because no. they had uh, Casey Hayward there. Mm-hmm. That, and Kane was there before that. Yeah. And you're right. Um, but the last two seasons, he's only appeared in four games. That can happen to a guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, if, if th- when things, you know, if you don't immediately get that next contract, and you're not a star. Right, right, right. Um, but he's in the mix to make the team next year, probably. I mean, he's not just an afterthought, bring him to camp guy. In 2017, in, in 16 games, 15 of them starts. He had 13 pass defenses and two interceptions. Okay. And I'm sure people threw his way a fair amount. Yeah, yeah but. Right. But, yeah, he held up. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I mean, but that's, a, that's another a guy, a guy the, with some mix. starting experience who's actually, but he's more experienced than, Lane than either Lane or Pierre combined. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe so. they think they can get away with him as a pure stopgap. Or Maybe. just just yeah, a depth piece there that, right, right. that uh, I, I still don't think it precludes them from taking a cornerback. No, 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 no. You know, it, you know we've, we've taken cornerbacks uh, in, in the first round. We've taken cornerbacks in the second round. Mm-hmm. We've really we've taken cornerbacks at every point in the draft, yeah. and I think sometimes you know, too. Yeah, sometimes too. So I think all that is still on the board. Mm-hmm. Nothing that happened here this weekend or with, or with this Lane situation, I don't believe changes that. I don't think so. I don't think it's like boy, he's gonna get suspended for the year. Or it's not gonna he happen. Probably isn't gonna miss any time. Yeah. You know, it's all said and done. Probably pay a fine or whatever. You know, um, and it's a long way until opening day. Um, I bet it. Is something we don't talk about much more, you know, a month down the line or yeah. whatever. Um, I would imagine their their cornerback view on things is probably a third, fourth round guy, you know, if you map it out. But obviously, if the right guy's there in the first or second, you never turn your your, your right. nose up at him. I don't think that changes positive or negative with, with these moves. And something you bring up a lot, that I think people don't understand. Your backup slot corner 
is no different than your backup quarterback or tight end or I yeah. mean that that's an important position. And they don't have they don't one. Have right that now. guy right now. Unless that's Williams, a, unless Williams is that, and I maybe, don't know that maybe, he is. Maybe. Um, you know, so right now, to me, the backup slot cornerback on this team might be Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, that's not what you and want. that's not what you want to do because you really don't have a backup free safety either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, so that to me makes that position. You know, I, I when you're talking about taking a cornerback. Mm-hmm. You know, you would probably prefer, prefer somebody who who plays the slot. Yeah, it's funny. We I previewed defensive backs today on my podcast, and it, sometimes you just get a different view when you look at the whole list and you're just previewing the whole position as a whole. And Elijah Molden really stood out as the yeah. potential day two guys, almost, and which is good. I mean, most of the day two guys are five eleven plus. Yeah, they're traits. all bigger guys. They're yeah. bigger guys. Unless you want to, you know, bring in a safety like the, you know, Darius Washington, somebody like that, right? That, that you know is one of your backup safeties, but also your your mm-hmm. number two nickel. And those lines are blurred more, more yeah. and more. Which most of know, the safeties have played in the slot at some point. They have. I mean, even like Mo Ring and those guys yeah. come down and play the slot, and uh, the, the Holland plays the slot. A lot of those type of guys. So it doesn't have to be a CB per se, right? Um, especially for the slot. And Sutton's not the prototypical little shifty slot guy either. He's got size to him. And, I mean, I also don't know, do you value slot enough that you might even want a starting slot so Sutton doesn't have to bump in? Well, there's that. I mean, I think if that opportunity presents itself, Mm -hmm. then yes. If if they take a – if they draft Molden in the second round, I bet they consider him a slot. It wouldn't be surprising to me at all. Right. And all of a sudden your, your cornerback positions are pretty set. Right. I mean, think about if you had a guy like that to the mix, which is probably a round two pick. Lane is really not a starter then. I mean, he's like your fourth guy. He's again your he's, he's your, fighting he, Molden. He's your backup guy on the outside. Mm-hmm, on the back, yeah, yeah, right. And those two project dudes are depth, and Sutton can do both. Again, this is why you and I wanted agreed with the Steelers. Made me feel smart when the Steelers signed Sutton as their only priority guy because he brings so much to the table. If this were, with all respect to Nelson, if this were Nelson instead of Sutton, or if it were Hilton instead of Sutton, the needs would be much more defined, and then you're pigeonholed and you have to draft differently too. Yeah. You know, like having a guy like that is so valuable for adding the next piece. I'm looking here at the uh, uh, actually it's the SI.com draft Bibles in inside corner rankings. They break mm-hmm. it. They actually break oh, it do down. That. So the guys that you're looking at there. Where's that at? Uh, I sent you the link for it a couple weeks ago. Okay, it's uh, draft. It's draft Bible, I believe. But, yeah, uh, but it's at through si.com. Okay, uh, so they rank Aaron Robinson as the number one guy, and that makes sense because he did. Yeah. He played the slot at UCF and yeah, yeah, yeah. and at uh, Alabama, but then Molden. Okay, uh, Sean Wade, who becomes a little more interesting. I mean, yeah. again, I'm not saying second round on Wade, but fourth or fifth. Asante Samuel Jr. He profiles as a slot. I was talking about him today, too. He's not for me. Okay. I mean, just because I think he's so slight, I think he'd get beat up inside. I don't know if he's physical enough. Kerry Vincent's a guy we talked about out, yeah, out of LSU. Makes, makes some sense. Um, Rashad Wild Goose is the guy from uh, Wisconsin mm-hmm. that profiles in there. Uh, Lenore, Denomador Lenore out mm-hmm. of Oregon. He, we looked at him early in the draft. Yeah. Elijah Griffin out of USC. Okay. Trey Brown, the guy that we've Trey drafted a lot. a lot. Yeah. Right. A lot of these are fourth, fifth rounders, I would yeah. imagine. Uh, Lorenzo Burns out of Arizona. Hmm, okay. I don't know a lot about him. Shamar Jean-Charles out of App State. We've talked yeah, about him. Yeah, I, I yeah. fit the bill. 
Uh, Mac McCain out of North Carolina and A&T. We haven't talked about him a lot. No, so I don't know a ton about him either. Uh, then you get the Shakir Brown. Yeah. Um, KJ Sales, I should say, out of USF. Okay. Uh, Avery Williams out of Boise State. We've talked a little bit about him. And the more I think of it, I bet one of those names you mentioned will be a Pittsburgh Will Steeler. be a Steeler, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, again, these are mostly the cornerbacks. We're not even looking at this really the at the safeties. Type. That uh, Some of these other guys are, are you know, uh, are, are guys that are late-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. But those are guys there that just essentially are inside corners. Mm-hmm. Now, according to their round rankings, they have Robinson as a two I think that's safe. That's yeah. probably where he goes. Molden. I think uh, he's a two. Molden, Wade, and Samuel, they have his threes. Okay. I could see that happening, though, if they're just slots. The thing with Molden. Because you can't. Yeah. I think Molden's tape's better than all these guys. But he's 5'9", ran a 4'6". Right. Has short arms. So that could push him. Like you're, mean, His you may spreadsheet look at, looks bad. These, If teams are looking at cornerbacks, they're going to see all these 6'1", six, 6'2", six, oh, guys. Them, right. They're, they're probably going to push those up ahead of the slot guys. I would imagine. I mean, I wonder yeah. how many teams are drafting just for slot. To your point about, you know, we've talked about this, you need two outside corners. Mm-hmm. You need one inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you need thir- then you need 32 starting outside cornerbacks. You need... I'm sorry, 64 outside starting cornerbacks. Kind of like the tackle conversation. Yeah, you need 32 in, you know, slot yeah, yeah, corners. Yeah, yeah. Right. And not all of them are going to look like Jalen Ramsey. You know, right. Right. So, I mean, there's some guys there. Uh, all the way down to Shakura Brown, you have a draftable grade on those guys. Oh, yeah. All I those mean, guys I think you mentioned will definitely get 15 drafted. 15 guys. There's actually, it's it's 13 guys so that they have a draftable grade on. Half the league will on. get a slot corner, basically. Yeah. You know, give or take. If you the want Steelers one. Are, if you want one. Yeah. They might, that could be the Steelers' fourth, fourth round pick without question. Michael Carter from Duke's another guy that we talked about mm-hmm. that uh, you know profiles. He's he's number fourteen on that list. And there's definitely some safeties. Yeah. Some of them are two ten and above. And Washington's a really little one, but I mean they could be that way. But, you know, Sean Wade is six one. You know, two hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just For better, a slot. He's better big. in the slot. Yeah, right, right. right. Um, you know, so some he's of those an interesting eval. Yeah, because yeah, one year ago he's in all the way too early mocks in the first round. He's only a slot because they have two first-round corners at Ohio State, any other place. And then he goes out and has a really bad year as a press man corner. So you, you found out a lot about him. Some of these guys that opted out, what if he had opted out? Maybe he'd still be in the first-round He might still. Well, at right. least he'd, he'd be a solid second-rounder, yeah, I think, right, based right. on his testing and stuff. He at least found some things out about him. Unfortunately, they were negative. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, looking at some of those strong safeties, um, Typically, it's the strong that goes down and plays the slot, but yeah, it can be the free. Yeah, pseudo linebackers. Yeah, um, a very vague term anymore. It too. really is, uh, but you know, you see Mowring on there, Jacoby Stevens for out of LSU, uh, Gillespie out of Missouri, Holland. We talked about. Holland, yeah, um, yeah. Some of those guys have, have come down and played the slot. I think, you know, so it's it's not cornerback or bust there no right you right know, the Steelers a couple years ago or a few years ago were playing Sean Davis in the slot mm-hmm. um, right 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 a lot of safeties have done that I mean Minka's done that in his career in Miami yeah. preferably but I'm looking here at the are... at the at the free safeties I think Richie Grant has done that mm-hmm. in his career James Wiggins has done that from Cincinnati uh Darius Washington is on that list you're getting a lot of different types of players lining up as slot corner because you're getting a lot of different types of players lining up in the slot. Right. You're, you're gonna getting, you're going from covering a tight end. You're getting Jimmy Graham to, to covering a five ten receiver. Yep. Now all of a sudden here comes Juju out in the slot. Right. Know. The Juju Michael Thomas physical yeah. beat you up guys. 
now you're seeing the Tyreeks in there, and I think you'll see Elijah, uh, the Moors, and all these young gun guys will be lining up there, let alone the Welker, Amendola, route runners, and Jimmy Graham and Jared Cook, I mean, and Ebron's, you know. So uh, one – I actually think Owosu Koromora – can handle slot duties. The more I watch him, I'm not suggesting it, and he'd have to be a first-round pick. But it's just another approach. I'm not sure there's many on the linebacker list you want to line up. Uh, and there. I don't know that I would love that because if yeah. I'm the opposing team, whereas most of the time I'm, I'm okay, we're going we're gonna to split our tight end out wide and try mm-hmm. to get that slot matched up on the tight end. When well, that situation, okay, we're going to take our you know, 5'9", shifty wide receiver, and we're going to put him out there and let him deal with that. Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to lose more than he wins. Probably yeah. against NFL route runners. I mean, yeah. Cole Beasley's going to tie those guys right. up probably. And, and I know the Steelers take some heat for how do you always get linebackers on slot receivers? Well, if it's Bush or I mean, like, I don't think Vince Williams can do it, but there are some linebackers that can hold. Uh, their that's own why you too. draft those guys. That's why you draft those guys. You know, right. you're not asking him to cover that guy for four seconds, no, no, but he can right. cover him for two. And while your pass rush gets home, if he catches the ball, you put him on the ground with authority. Yeah, and make him, and make him think again. about the next right. one. Yeah, right, right. So it's linebackers versus slots, depending who the slot is, isn't always dreadful either. Right, and, that, and again, when you see that with a lot of this, these inside linebackers in in this draft. Uh, I'm just looking here at the list of uh, of guys that that are plus coverage guys. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are former safeties, right, right, right. You know, so they do have some coverage ability. But but you look at the top guys: Parsons, Bolton, Surratt, Browning, Davis, Monty Rice, Dylan Moses. Maybe not so much. No, um, and, and some of them like Parsons are a work in progress as yeah. coverage linebackers. Here's one of the. I'm not sure I've ever brought this up, but one of my pet peeves this time of year is any linebacker that runs a really good 40, oh, he's great in coverage. He's great in coverage. That's not no, the case. There, no. <laughs> you know, the, the, there's, some in, I mean, there's some reading and reacting and understanding where to drop and all the keys and all that. It's helpful. Yeah. You know, it's better well, I think that was part of the problem with Bush. Yeah. Is everybody looked as, well, he runs a 4 4 three forty or whatever it was. He must um, be great in coverage. He must be great in coverage. They played a lot of man coverage. I thought he played well man. In Michigan, and yeah, he yeah. was very good at that. Hey, you, you cover that guy, you're good. Sure. And he shined at it before he got hurt this past year. He got Saquon, it's, he got yeah. like that. It's the zone situations where, well, if you I know. pass him up, this crossing route, well, yeah. how long do I stick with because him before it, I pass him yeah. off? And, you know. NFL, NFL coordinators are going to run those guys' crossers at you all day long. All day long, off play action, and it's happening you're gonna have, You're going to have guys, two guys breaking in front of you at the same time. Which one do you go with? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Oh, they that, layer them. And, yeah. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, are you getting your depth deep enough to, to exactly. be able to cover that? Say your drops have to be in the right, you know, precise and all that, too, and without keying it too early. You know, right. So there, there is a... I think he's getting a lot better in that regard. You know, so if so. I'm if I'm looking at the inside linebackers, if you're judging these guys, do you want the guy who's better in zone coverage now? You assume that if he runs well, he can play man. You assume. I mean, it might be a big assumption. It doesn't it doesn't mean right. you don't take false steps and end up sure. trailing a guy. But you mean like I don't know. I mean like Zayvon Collins is really tall and really athletic, but do you want him guarding Kelsey? <laughs> right, you know, I mean, he's still going right. to lose that battle at least for a couple of years. Yeah, you know, I mean, those Kelsey beats everybody. Yeah, young linebackers take time. Everybody, yeah. as much as they want to blow up Devin White, well, he does a lot of bad things. Yeah, yeah he yeah. makes mistakes. He makes splash plays. Oh, without question, Devin Bush makes splash plays, yeah. but they're going to make mistakes as well because they're young linebackers. I yeah. talked to Keith Butler about this in the past. That at what point do those linebackers hit their peak? 
I would say year three ish. He thinks it's between years three and and six. Okay, where they they physically they they, they understand what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and they can physically do it. Kind of like that quarterback. Yeah, where I'm not relying on speed and athleticism yeah. anymore. Then from like year down. six on, you're doing it with above the neck. And your knees aren't feel quite as good. Yeah, and you're not quite, or you're, you're you know, uh, you're, you're, and, you're James yeah. Ferrier, and okay, I gotta I gotta drop down to two fifteen, two twenty in order to get to where because I can't be. run yeah. like I used to. Right, and then there's and then hopefully you get the the Bobby Wagner who you know who does it for a long time and Levante David yeah. and learns all the tricks of the trade, doesn't lose too much athleticism, but still they don't run like they did. They don't run like yeah, no, yeah. Anybody who spends ten years in the NFL is not going to run that four or five that he no, ran at the combine <laughs> shuttle times. Right. Not even close. But, but you, you get, get by because you don't take smart. the false steps. You mm-hmm. don't take the you don't bite on the you know the pump Game fake. And, and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That outside head fake that the that the tight mm-hmm. end gives you. You're not biting on that. You're sitting inside on him and, and doing the, the the things right. And, and I know Vince is limited, but I assume that's the logic. To bring that's how he's back. getting by. Right. Yeah, like he doesn't have the one side of it as much as you'd want. But he's cheap and he knows where to be, and he's not going to bite on all the motions and things as much as the rookie who's preferably learning and, you know, under him. And the other thing that he does well, and I think this has kind of been under-talked about a little bit, you just lost Bud Dupree. Mm-hmm. Vince is an outstanding blitzer. You also lost Mike Hilton. You also lost Mike Hilton. Right. Vince is an outstanding blitzer. He's an outstanding blitzer, yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you're doing more of that, using him more to attack the pocket, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that resigning. I don't either, and... It's not what he does best. I mean, it's down the list of his attributes, but he can line up on the edge yeah. at times too. You I can mean, bring him from different that. spots, yeah. and and he can he can he can threaten rush the pass, threaten the quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I think you you still keep another pass rusher on in the in the you know in the system. Oh, sure, sure. And right now they're lighted outside linebacker. Again, that's not what you want him doing, but he could get you out of a game at outside linebacker. Yeah, if you had to. I mean, he knows whatever. the defense. He yeah. you know. Um, again, I, we talked about Vince when he got signed. I, I forget how many snaps he played last year. 60, 65 percent. Like sixty five percent. Yeah. I mean, I think now you want him. At Probably would have been le- if Bush doesn't get hurt. It's it'd be hurt. It's less to than with right. That because was the year, be- yeah, the year before that, it was, he played like thirty five percent of the snaps. Yeah, I think that's where you want. But they were very productive. Thirty five percent of the snaps. Yeah, and when the Ravens come to town, he plays seventy. And yeah. when Cleveland comes to town, he plays seventy. You know, I mean, you got to remember those four of your games this year. In the next couple of years, are against heavy running teams, and it makes me think about the nose tackle situation too. Like that doesn't. Everyone always just thinks, "Stop the run! Just give me four hundred pound defensive tackles." <laughs> There's some logic to that of eating up blocks, but they're not going to catch Lamar Jackson. No, <laughs> you know you're going mean? to you're going to clog the middle up, and Lamar's going to be running down the sideline. Yeah, I mean, hopefully <laughs> your back your your backers are free, and they can come downhill and get a shot on them. That's hard enough as it is. So, I mean, maybe you just want to be super athletic up front. I mean, you see teams like the Mahomes-Niners Super Bowl. That defensive line gave him a lot of problems because they were all athletes, Buckner and Armstead. And, you know, big guys that can't that can't run, I mean, most downs, they're not very useful. That's what makes Hayward and Tuitt so special. Yes. Is that right, they're right, big right. guys that can run. And when they and chase the – like, if, right. you, if you throw a five-yard pass against the Steelers mm-hmm. over, the, over the line of scrimmage – you're taking the chance that your receiver or running back or tight end is going to get blasted by one of those guys. Yeah, they pursue the ball so well. I mean, we've talked about this a couple times. Like, it all. I'm not at practice nearly as much as you are, 
But when those two come thundering after a out route, the ground shakes. Route, the ground <laughs> shakes. I mean, it's like a T Rex coming to eat. Yeah. You know, coming to feast. I mean, those guys are menacing. Yeah, I remember the one time at training camp. I think I've said this one before that you know Le'Veon Bell was still with the team and he caught a pass and was coming down the sidelines, and Tuit and Hayward were both pursuing and mm-hmm. somebody somebody stopped. Bell at the sideline, so Bell, you know, st- stopped his feet moving, okay. and I was standing about five feet from him. It's dangerous. I out. peed a little bit, <laughs> like, oh right. my! Yeah, you're not even the target. But yeah, like these guys are. And I'm not a small dude, target. but holy mackerel! You'd still get the worst I would, of it, right? Would not, not enjoy not that whatsoever. Right now, right? No, no, I, it, it is a little frightening. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a. I mean, when they're coming full speed and both of them are co- like, yeah. holy mackerel! And they have effort, and yeah, I, I'll never forget that too. It's I think to its rookie year against Kansas City, he blew up Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles caught a little slip pass out on the edge, mm-hmm. and and he stopped his feet because somebody was going by him. And here came to it from behind him and just blew him up. The forced the fumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, it's like a car wreck. Yeah, uh, that's you know three hundred and ten pounds coming at you fast. Yeah, with with bad intentions. And bad intentions. Yeah. And they can really run. Yeah, you're right. Again, I mean, give me everyone that can run on the defense. I mean, with all respect to Vince and. Steed and Hay- uh, Hampton and those types, they just don't run well enough for their position. It's, it just isn't th- that kind yeah. of game anymore. It isn't. It isn't. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, I think you, you know, I think you can get away with one or one or two of those guys on your defense. Yeah, if it's Vince and Alualu, right, or, or out there in your starting eleven, it's not so bad. I mean, everybody else is fast. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 right. Especially but, if you have a middle linebacker like Bush that can really yeah, run. Yeah. If it's Spillane, then uh, you know, then yeah. you got a problem. If yeah, if it's if it's Bush and Spillane, you've get or if it's I'm sorry, Vince and Spillane, well then you're slow at inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that, and yeah. that's what people will pick you apart, especially with the Steelers. And then you're going to get anyway. yeah, you're going to get wide receivers matched up on linebackers because the other right. team has coaches too. Yep, <laughs> right. And the 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 time to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands is never going to be long against Pittsburgh. Right. You know they're going to design to attack you that way. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, for sure. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. I, I do expect. Regardless of what happened with Justin Lane, whether that, however that turns out, the cornerback mm-hmm. uh, was on the docket. Yeah, I mean in, it's in a the, bad look because it happens right now. And absolutely, everyone's talking team needs, and there's never a good time for something like that. But my hunch is, and it's just a guess, but I don't think that changes. A whole, I don't think it rocks the. the no, I don't think suddenly the they go from well, hey, we need to get one in the fourth round to well, oh, we have to take a cornerback in the second round. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that. I, I mean, I think it'd be I think no if the worthy. opportunity presents itself, they do. Sure. It'd be noteworthy if tomorrow they sign a veteran. Yeah, <laughs> right. Something like if there's another move, like we need another bird in the hand. Oh, okay. Maybe well, the thing to remember pick. with that, though, is the, the, the comp, comp pick, the comp pick uh, formula ends on the 27th. So yeah. next Tuesday is when that all. That's when you'll see five or ten veterans probably signed around the league. Probably right after the draft, I yeah, would think. Right. When yeah, right. Teams don't get what they wanted, and there's a handful of high-quality players out there. Yeah, I think that's when you'll see the, the, the signings start to happen mm-hmm. because then it doesn't matter if they played for somebody or not last year. No, no. You can, you can sign them and it, it doesn't. Cool. And we'll have a pretty good idea what the Steelers' comp pitch situation is for 2022 at that point. Not quite as good as we'd expected. You know, because well, we thought Juju was going to sign We thought Juju else. would leave. Yeah. Don't wave it and sign a big contract. You know, so. yeah. But they'll still be getting, getting something. Yeah, well, yeah, they're getting at least a th- third and a fifth, which you'll take. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. 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 good point. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, that 
You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Jacob Recht for uh, keeping us on the air throughout the, uh, the show. And we'd like to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and we are pleased to be joined now uh, by our uh, partner in crime on the Triple Takes. That would be Mike Pursuta of uh, WDV Morning Show and the Steelers Radio Network. And, uh, guys, yesterday for the Triple Take, we did what was a kind of a speed dial mock draft. It was an amazing mock pace, draft. I must say. <laughs> like, we, we did a, a quick one that's going to – it'll be on uh, Steelers.com uh, next week. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. I can't remember anybody that I picked in that draft because we were going so rapid fire that if somebody took your <laughs> if somebody took your pick, you were like, ah! Right, right. I mean, we had like no time on the clock. It was like a 10-second clock. You if know, they did to... this in real life with the teams, holy oh. mackerel. Right, yeah. I, I was impressed by the two of you and, and impressed with myself, too, that you'd be able to keep up at that pace. Somehow like, we, didn't, wow. we didn't double down on anybody. Right, right. So I think today will be a little more we made it work. So what we're going to well, do you know, is... Uh, if I could interject here for yes. a moment, Dale. Speaking of taking somebody's pick, I think in full uh, transparency and disclosure, if anybody might be listening, and Matt, you should know this too about the guy that you share the drive with. Dale, the, I, the way we had that divided up, it was just one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, and you got the team who you got. And the way the order ended up falling together, I had the Steelers. And Dale, a guy who I have shared many press boxes with for many years <laughs> and had many meals with and many good times on the road and a training camp, Dale knew I wanted to pick David Collins for the Steelers. So what does he do? He picks up 23rd for the New York football Jets. Dale, that wasn't a pitch slowing away in the third. That was a high, hard one at my head. It was. It knocked me down, and I'm wounded. Well, I think one of you guys had done that to me on the previous pick where I was ready. I think, I think actually Matt did it with Tevin Jenkins. I was all ready to take him for I can't remember who, and I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I, I was scrambling, so. When, at that pace, it was hard to recover. <laughs> so, gotta, what are we doing today, Commission? Okay, so what we're doing today is since Mike is our guest, Mike gets to make the first pick. Uh, Matt, you can go second, or do you want me to go second? Doesn't I matter really to me. Care. Flip a coin if you want. Doesn't uh, matter to me. I'm running this thing. We'll go. I'll go third. Okay. So, Mike will go sec- or first, Matt second, uh, me third. And we'll just keep in that order okay. throughout the draft. So, Mike. Full transparency. I don't have a list in front of me or anything. So, if you could kind of cue us up. I will I do so. I might even ask what corners are available. I, I will do I'm, so. I've, got, I've got the list it, here right, in front right, of me. Right. I've got the, the draftnetwork.com's mock drafter up here. I have us making all the picks as they are so there's ah, no okay. trades. Okay. And I've got their list here, their predictive board. So, we'll, I can give you guys some names if you need yep. some help. Mike, you've got the first pick in the draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars take. I guess it's got to be Trevor 
Trevor Lawrence, right? I mean, he's the greatest player of all time, I think. I've been studying this stuff for going on a couple months now, and uh, no offense to Lawrence, he can't be this good, but he's number one. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I don't know. That, like, I've seen people try to compare him to Andrew Luck. I don't LA, think he's. I don't think right. he's that. I mean, he's very impressive, but he's not perfect. No, <laughs> no. I, I mean, he's, he's had a tough time next yeah. year. Uh, the New York Football Jets, as Mike said, mm-hmm. uh, they get to, uh, their next selection, and yeah, I'm going to go with the chalk pick here too. I mean, frankly, if 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 it was Williamson in charge of the Jets, I would take Justin Fields, but I want to keep this thing as uh, on track and as you know logical as possible. I'm going to take Wilson, the quarterback from BYU. I think these these two picks are pretty much set in stone. Okay, the San Francisco 49ers are uh, up next, and uh, I have that pick, and I will take Justin Fields. Okay. I, don't I know, really think it's going to be Mac Jones. I don't know that the 49ers will do that, but I think yeah. that's what they should do. Agreed. I think he is the better player. I think he is the better prospect, but what do I know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be Mac Jones, which I think is a mistake, but hey, such is life. Well, Dale, when you mentioned what do I know, I have an answer to that. Okay. I know who you were going to pick yesterday with the Steelers for 24. Yeah. I did know that. <laughs> no, my theory after years of covering, I don't know how many drafts, going back to the 80s, um, if they pick a guy that I thought they should have picked in that spot, they did the right thing. Correct. Now, if that guy, if that guy doesn't work out, it's not because I was wrong. It's because they didn't coach him upright. That is correct as well. That. Yes. So, that's that's my context in this uh, in this kind of thing. <laughs> With that in mind, uh, you have the Atlanta Falcons at four taking who? Uh, I got to go, Kyle Pitts here, and I've heard a lot of talk about Atlanta maybe getting a quarterback and not being afraid to stack positions and all that. You know, Matt Ryan's you know closer to the end than the beginning, but uh, I just think Kyle Pitts is so far ahead of the rest of the field at tight end, and uh, maybe he's the best position player in this whole thing. He yeah, blows me away. I think he's unbelievably special. You know, like you mentioned how, boy, is Lawrence as good as everyone's talking about? I think Pitts is. Pitts is, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt about that. And yeah. I, I, Honestly, I mean, if you were ranking players just on talent alone. He's number one. I think he's number one. I think mm-hmm. he's – so Lawrence can't be right. Andrew Luck. I, I do can't this be every year. Like, if you had to put a chip down of one player in this draft that goes to the Hall of Fame – like Chase Young was the obvious one a couple of years ago. Yeah, Kyle Pitts for me. Yeah, absolutely. So, Matt, you got the Bengals pick here. I was about to take him at five, but I was hoping a quarterback would fall there. Uh, Pitts to Burrow, I think, or Burrow to Pitts, I think, would be a dangerous combination. Yeah, I think the Steelers fans should hope that's what happens. I think so too. Because yeah. I mean, the way Burrow is mentally and his ability to throw in the middle of the field would really work out well. Uh, I'm going to go with Penny Sewell though. Um, it is a deep tackle draft, but if I can put Sewell at left tackle, jump. Take you know, Jonah Williams, put him at left guard. All of a sudden, I have a strength. Your line is really good, line yeah. For a long time, yeah. and it's been forever since. And that's young, been the case and young and yeah. deep and right, yeah. Okay, so I got the Dolphins up next. Uh, they're in that spot where they tr- kind of trade it back up to hope to get one of these top mm-hmm. three position players, and they do. So they take Jamar Chase, the wide receiver out of LSU. I got no qualms with that. Another pre- guy who's ahead of the field. Right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Regardless, I mean, you could argue Mac Jones and, and Justin Fields. There could be four quarterbacks. But that is largely the way the first six picks are going to go. And that's why Miami got the six. Yeah. yeah. They know they'll get one of those three. Or maybe the choice of two of those three. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, that brings you back up for 
your Michigan uh, co-partners, the Detroit Lions. Uh, of course, you being a Michigan State graduate, you're you're well in tune with what the Lions want to do here, correct? I love me some Ford Field, Dale. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Um, they got a new coach, a new quarterback. Why not get him a new Heisman Trophy winning receiver? Devontae Smith, wide receiver. Roll Tide! Okay. They need everything. Yeah, can't it's argue hard that. Hard to argue any direction that the Lions go. This is where things I think start to get really interesting here. Real quick, Mike, did you consider a quarterback? No, because okay. they need everything, right? They need everything. I'm not right. an old guy. I mean, they can pick first next year. Uh, you know, I think they went out and got the guy that's their quarterback. Now they got to they got to get the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That uh, puts the Carolina Panthers on the board here. Are on the clock, and you've got an interesting decision here. Yeah, I don't know the quarterbacks off the board. I mean, I'm not going that direction. But if it falls like this, and I can add a Lance or a Jones, I mean, it, it, all it would cost me is the eighth pick, a second rounder next year, and a fourth round next year. Yeah. To basically solve my quarterback problem, when I was willing to spend four first rounders on Deshaun Watson, and you could or you could recoup those. One draft you picks. Trade. Yeah, you could trade Darnold. I mean, if he goes out and puts up some yeah. good tape for you this year, which he might. Or he might even win the starting job, and I trade the rookie a year from now, like yeah. Jordan Love. Um, I'm going to go with Rashawn Slater, though, and put some faith in Darnold. Um, they need one more offensive lineman in a bad way. Okay. Well, I've now got the Denver Broncos up here. Works out well for you. Oh, boy, the Broncos are loving this because the Broncos are taking Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and loving it all the all the way uh, home. Um, Four two to the podium. To yeah, that one <laughs> <laughs> which takes us to how about them Cowboys, Mike? Dale, I hate to invade uh, your territory from all the triple takes, but this was pretty obvious too. Patrick Sertain, the second back, full time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big First SEC guy. Player First, def- yeah, how about that? First defensive player. They could go nine picks without a defensive player. Now we're going to see a run of them, though. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, the Giants are up next. A uh, lot of needs here as well. Yeah. Uh, some quality players on the board here. Jalen Waddell, Mac Jones still on the board. They're not going to take him. But J.C. Horn, Micah Parsons, Christian Derrissaw. Yeah. I'm a little torn here because I was hoping Slater would fall. Uh, that didn't quite work out. I think I'm going to do Derrissaw. And that means I'm going to play a tackle at guard at some part. But this is really the offseason about, Daniel Jones, can you do it or not? We got you, Galladay. Barkley's back. We're going to get one more lineman and put up or shut up, Daniel, because this is as good as it's going to get for you. You know who would love that would be the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it works out pretty well for them. Because the Philadelphia Eagles then sprint to the podium almost as fast as Jalen Waddell could get there to take Jalen Waddell at 12. Yeah, that uh, makes a lot of sense. Hurts played with them at Bama. You know, you have a running quarterback like that. Teams are going to stack the line of scrimmage, yeah. and he makes it tough for them. I mean, the Raven, the Ravens would love to get a guy like uh, that. Yeah, 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 and that's why they drafted Marquise Brown. Yeah, you know, for better or worse, only Waddle's a bigger version of Marquise, yeah, bigger, yeah. better version. Mike, that puts the uh, Los Angeles Chargers on the clock here with you. And uh, who do you get the Chargers taking here? Mac Jones available. J.C. Horn, Micah Parsons. Caleb Farley, Tevin Jenkins would make some sense. Jalen Phillips, Zayvon Collins, Christian Barmore, Awosu Koromoa. Any of these names uh, striking uh, an interest for you? None of the above, Dale. Wow. I I look at the Chargers a lot like I look at the Bengals. They got their quarterback last year. 
and he doesn't do you a whole lot of good lying on his back looking up at the clouds. So I'm going to go to the Pac-12 and uh, fight on for old SC with uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Nice. Okay. I really like where the Chargers are sitting. There's like five It's a nice spot for them. them. Even a Waddle or a Smith or Slater. I like the Vera They're going to get a quality offensive lineman if they want him. Yeah, yeah. maybe even a J.C. Horn. Like, there's a lot of options that are going to give them, present them. Because the quarterbacks push everybody down. And there's still one out there, Matt. Uh, For the Minnesota Vikings at 14, Mac Jones, J.C. Horn, Micah Parsons, Caleb Farley, Tevin Jenkins, Jalen Phillips, Zayvon Collins, Owosu Koromoa, Quiddy Pay, any of these guys? You like any of these guys? Yeah, I definitely would have went with Vera Tucker. Uh, I mean, guard is a huge need they've been trying to fill forever. Part of me is a little tempted to take Mac Jones and just tell Cousins and his $30 million to go away next year and (laughs) get the same production out of him. I'm going to go with Jalen Phillips, though. Jalen Phillips. Phillips. It's a little early. He had a great pro day. He's my favorite edge. Put him off opposite Daniel Hunter. I think you really got something there. Okay. That puts uh, the Patriots up next. And the Patriots are in love with this now. Oh, they got a couple options. They're, 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 I don't even have to think about it. The Patriots are taking Mac Jones. Okay. Uh, I didn't know if you do it. You're you're pretty anti-Mac Jones. Well, you got the Saban Belichick oh, yeah. thing going on there. Um, you know the system quarterback. They they, they don't have a quarterback. He's the most Brady-like guy available, right? Yeah, sure. and you know maybe he's there. Maybe he's that guy. I don't know that he is, but I mean, that's a middle of the first round. It's a middle of the first round. Him. I think they'd be ecstatic to get him at mm-hmm. 15. Yeah, I mean if he's uh, not there, I, got, I would think about that's Horn the way my mocks have worked out. Dale, all of them. Um, I, I got Mac Jones at fifteen too. Okay. Yeah. Who I you got as low as he could fall? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, think he's so. going to go three, but at worst, it's fifteen. Unless they trade up to get one of the other guys, right? That would and then the, maybe yeah. a Washington trades up for Jack Jones, right. Or Chicago, or you know, uh, sixteen. Mike, the Arizona Cardinals, the Steelers of the West. Who you got? Bill, as you know, I'm not a huge fan of uh, the Pennsylvania State University, but. Uh, Michael Parsons doesn't belong at 16. You're correct. So and that, he would have been the only the other guy that I would have taken at 15 for the Patriots. Um, yeah. But yeah, I bet he, that's the conversation they have, too, in New England. Right. Yeah. Uh, so much different than Isaiah Simmons, who they took last year, too, and really gives them a lot of options. In yeah, a lot defense. of speed in the middle yeah, of the field. Yeah, yeah, Physicality all of a sudden. Yeah, that make, makes a lot of sense. Matt, the loss of... Vegas Raiders on the clock here, man. You never know what well, they're is going to do. Anybody else still calling them Oakland? Every once in a while, it slips. I had to stop myself there to. <laughs> yeah, I call San Diego, San Diego. Too yeah, sometimes. even when they were the Los Angeles Raiders, they were still the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they should. They should be the Oakland Raiders. Even no matter where they play, they should call them the Oakland Raiders. Here's what you got, Matt. Yeah, I know what I got. J.C. Horn, Caleb Farley, Tevin Jenkins. Zayvon Collins, Owosu Koromoa. I mean, there's some guys there. I mean, this is the third pick in a row where Mike took my guy. Definitely would have taken Parsons. Yeah. Not that I expected him to be there. I think Darasaw would have been a no-brainer. He's gone. I like Owosu Koromoa a lot for the middle of his defense, but J.C. Horn shouldn't be available still He either. should not, yeah. And so I'm just going to take the man coverage corner Ooh. with some nastiness and, you know, Boom. new version of Lester Hayes. Mike, you're up at 18 for the Miami, Miami the Miami Dolphins. Top guys What's available: Caleb Farley, Kevin Jenkins. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I got a list, Dale. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not like Williamson. I'm prepared. Okay. Uh, 
They took a wide receiver I, in the first, earlier. Yeah, I, I initially had uh, – I like uh, Gregory Rousseau probably a lot more than a lot of people do because I think his reach is ridiculous. Even when the guy's by him, he doesn't get away. But i got to take JOK if he's still going to be on the board. And uh, so I'm going to. Okay. See, that makes so much sense to me. I mean, that's a, a Belichick defense where they just want massive versatility and they would use him all over the place. Yeah, he has that. There's no yeah, doubt about does. that. All right, that puts the uh, Washington football team on the clock, Matt. Uh, you got Farley, Jenkins, Collins, Barmore, Pay, Ojolari, Najee Harris, Joe Tryon, Rashad Bateman, Greg Newsom. I, I, I'm on it. Uh, I don't need a, a list like you guys. Okay. <laughs> Needless to say, I would have taken JOK there yet again. So I think that's four in a row that I've been sniped. <laughs> Such is life. This, no, is, bro, what, I'm, I'm, this is what happened to us yesterday, though. I Those know, first, like, dozen or so picks. And we couldn't talk through it or, you know, yeah. hit-haw around while we thought about it. In the then it was like everybody's <laughs> taking everybody's picks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Tevin Jenkins, though. I, I think they have four good offensive linemen. If you can give me five. Might even take a second-round corner and a nice little landing spot, or, or second-round quarterback, um, nice little landing spot for whoever that next quarterback is. But I would have liked a linebacker there. Yeah, and uh, the Chicago Bears, who are up next for me, would have loved for one of the quarterbacks to fall. They would have loved for sure. Jenkins to fall, for for sure. Uh, now they're a little more, they're they're a little dicey here. Uh, Caleb Farley still available. Collins still available. Newsom's still available, right? Newsom is still there, mm-hmm. and uh, it comes down to me between Rashad Bateman and Greg Newsom. Yeah, those are the two names I'd be thinking too. I, I think I'm taking I'm taking Bateman here. Okay. I think he's I think he's a special player. Robinson's only probably there a year, right? You yeah, know? and they're not so, winning anything this year. They got to prepare yeah. for the long term. No, absolutely, and they get a bunch of smaller receivers. Right now, they could use that other big guy. Mm-hmm. That puts the Colts on the clock, Mike. That's an interesting pick for Chicago. You know, we, I think we did three of these for Steelers.com. I guess the third ones are going to be posted next week. But I had Bateman to the Bears on my first one. A, a factor, I think, is he played at Minnesota, and the weather there is, is as terrible as it is in Chicago, maybe yep. worse. And yep. he, thri- he thrives in it. Um, That's you big. Know, you got to be able to play, but that, that he can play in cold, I think, maybe separates him for the Bears. And he's got some Michael Robinson-like talent. Yeah. yeah. Or Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. 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 Yeah. No, he would fit in. Go to the Colts, and uh, Matt mentioned how rapid fire we were doing this yesterday. I kind of choked on this (laughs) one because I really wanted a tackle for Indianapolis, but I only think of four tackles as true first-round guys, and they're all gone. So I'm going to pick the guy that uh, I blanked on yesterday, and this is another guy that I value, I think, a lot more than most people. But uh, the safety from TCU, Trayvon Merrick. Hmm. Um, I've seen him compared to Minka Fitzpatrick. Watching his tape, if I describe this guy in one word, it's effortless. He just looks like he can do anything with ease. And uh, if you can get a a Minka Fitzpatrick-like guy at 21, why shouldn't you? No, that's a good pick. I don't have any qualms with that either. And. Deep tackle draft, you know, you could probably get one in the second day, you know, a Cosme or a Mayfield or somebody like that, possibly. That puts the Titans on the clock here for Matt. They're a tough one for me. Yeah. um, I I would have strongly considered Bateman as a a, a guy opposite A.J. Brown. I don't know that their edge and pass rush problems are totally solved, even though they invested heavily in them with all respect. Oh, they're not. They're 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 not. not. Let me clear that up for you. (laughs) (laughs) 
And boy, this offseason was all about, you know, facelift to the past offense. I'm going to take Caleb Farley, though. Or no, Newsom's still available. Newsom is still available. I'm going to take Newsom then. Yeah. One more corner. That is a solid pick. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. He's a, he is a good player, and uh, it's it's. I think Farley's going to be the one of the wild cards of this oh, yeah. draft because he could go anywhere. If Newsom goes like to Arizona as the third corner, then I think these playoff teams consider Farley. But, yeah, I mean maybe Green Bay takes him later, but you better have some job security to take Caleb Farley. Yeah, I mean I I put together my final twenty four for the Steelers, mm-hmm. and I did not include Farley on there because it's risky, man. Because I, of the medical. Because of the medical, I just don't know. Yeah. Backs never go. I mean, I, I think, you know, in talent-wise, he's right there with Sertain as the top cornerback in this draft. But oh, Phenomenal, yeah. Yeah, I just don't know that I could pull the trigger. I, I mean, I, again, I have I don't have any access to the medicals it's to so know. It's so hard for us to comment yeah. on it. Backs never go away. But he could go anywhere from 10 to 32 or fall out of the first round, and nothing mm-hmm. would surprise me. I don't know who picks for Green Bay, but, I mean, a team like that, I don't know that they could pass on him. Yeah. Uh, that puts the Jets up next. I believe this is me. Who just picked? Uh, Tennessee, it, I just went. It would be me, right? Because I wouldn't do the Steelers again. No, I think it's you. You were first. I was second. I don't know how we got to that, yeah, but it somehow it's me. Did we went. skip somebody before? No, because I just picked. Okay. I guess I'm up then. That means you get to make the Steelers pick again, Mike. I don't know how you that works. you taking Collins? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know. I'll do it again. Edge, <laughs> edge is a need for the for, – He's not an edge. But he could play some edge. And he could, you know – you know, you like those. I don't have. Maybe to. they go Farley. They could go Farley. They got a bunch of picks. Um, they do have a bunch of picks, and cornerback is a need for them. Pick Joe Namath. I could pick <laughs> Joe Namath. I could pick a lot. Of, I could go a lot of different ways here for your They're New York. They're not short on needs for your New York Jets. Um, Don hmm. Maynard. I, I don't like Quiddy Pay as much. I, say, I think I'd take Pay. Uh, Matt Snell, football. <laughs> Um, Robert Sala, defense, pass rush, and four-man pass rush. You're going to take Zayvon Collins. I already know it. All right, Matt talked me into it. I'm taking <laughs> Zayvon Collins. Speech. Zayvon Collins is the pick. I can, he's, a, he's a chess piece that I can use. He is a chess piece. And, you know, I don't care if he's weighing 270. I, I love him at 260. I'm fine with him at 270. You can take that off. Yeah, I, I had somebody ask me, does that mean he's like LeVon Kirkland? I said, but you have to realize LeVon Kirkland was six foot tall. Right. This guy's and six more four. Than 270. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's six four. There's a little difference there. Yeah. It's one of the other reasons now why, if I'm Steelers and I pick next, I'm upset that you did this, is not only can it be first and second down inside next to Bush, he can be edge on third down. He didn't matter with the NFL network, and he said uh, he can spy the quarterback as well, and his take bears that out. I saw him doing that, and I wouldn't be a bad uh, club to have in your bag when you're playing Baker Mayfield and uh, Lamar Jackson and uh, even Mr. Burrow. I was just thinking, if I was Lamar, he'd be low on my list of guys I want to spy me. I mean, he's 50 pounds heavier than you. You know what I mean? That's a big dude spying you that can keep up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that, that brings us to the Steelers, Mike. You are up. Um Obviously, Farley's still on the board there. That would uh, yeah. that would be interesting. Um, I don't see Edge. What 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 say you? What where are you going with this? Playing the draft uh, the way it's dealt. Uh, this is the same thing happened to me yesterday. Um, if, if these are my choices, then I'm going to go Harris running back full time. And 
I think running backs can be found in the later rounds, but I also want the best player I can get uh, in the first round. So uh, we'll take uh, Najee Harris, and then we'll readjust as we go. Since it's a Steelers, Dale, if you would have been charged of this pick, would you have gone Harris? I would have as two. Yeah, I would have. If, it, it if the, the draft goes the way that it did. Mm-hmm. And, again, it, it, it could happen like this because, again, you know, when you're looking at this, the top two guys on the board here, top three guys really, Farley – Christian Barmore and Quiddy Pay. Mm-hmm. Those are guys that I don't know that you're necessarily going to take here for the Steelers. So no. yeah, you, I think it's, it comes down to then. Okay, do I want the number five offensive tackle, or do I want the number one running back? I'm not even sure who that fifth tackle is for me. That's the thing. Cosby I think. The, I think. And, you know, if you compare him, if you compare him to Pay, one of the things I really like about Harris is. He actually gained a lot of rushing yards. Yeah, he actually did stuff. Scored a lot of rushing <laughs> touchdowns and caught a lot of passes for a bunch more yards. He yeah. did a lot of stuff. No, he does, and I think the difference between tackle number five and tackle number 15 mm-hmm. and the difference between running back number one and running back number five are a much bigger difference. I 100% agree. One yep. curveball is if my team doctor said – I have no worries about Landon Dickerson. Yeah, I might just grab him because boy, he'd be a great stealer. But then you're, you're again, you're talking about the same thing with Caleb. Oh, Carrier. I know, I know. Those those are the two medical guys that you look at and you go, I don't know where they go. Mm-hmm. Right, they're first round players. Yeah, all Nine day long. Five. Jacksonville Jaguars are up, and that would be you, Matt. They have four picks in the top forty-five. We just landed our quarterback. Could they be a team that could afford to take Farley? Absolutely. But they took a first-round corner last year. Um, Mo Rig would probably would have been my that? pick. What's that? Why'd they do that last year? Why'd they take a first-round corner? Yeah. Because he's a good player. I don't know. He was 10th well, pick overall. Because they needed corners, right? Oh, yeah. And they still do. They signed somebody. Oh, anyway. yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I was trying to get. Yes, they still do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm going Quiddy Pay though. I think he's a better player than I think you two do. He can develop in my system. I don't need him right now. Edge rushers are hard to find. Okay, that puts the Cleveland Browns at 26 on the clock here. And, uh, boy, I'm looking at Caleb Farley there as a Brown. The only problem is I've I've got some injury-prone guys already in my back. My yeah. defensive backfield. Yeah. Do I want another one? He fits them old, though. Yeah, I mean, that's what they want out of Jackson, and you know, absolutely. Uh, they could use an edge. They actually don't have many needs. They could use an interior defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, linebacker wouldn't kill him either. Linebacker would be good. Um, looking would you here, consider a speed receiver. I'm I not sure who that would be at this moment. Consider it, but I don't know that that fits mm-hmm. right here. Um, I'm gonna go with Christian Barmore. That works out for them. Yeah, I mean, they just cut Sheldon Richardson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have the, the the rookie or the second year player moving in there. Yeah, uh, but they could use another body. Uh, oh to, yeah, to build up that uh, Their interior. Tackles aren't great. Yeah, you picked an Alabama player. You forgot to say roll tide. Shocking. <laughs> yes, I, I shocking that I would do so. But uh, that puts the Ravens on the clock for you, Mike. Ravens on the clock for me. They were on the clock for me again yesterday. It's a little bit of a different. Uh, board that I'm looking at today, but I'm still going to go with uh, the kid from LSU, Dale, your uh, beloved SEC, Terrace Marshall Jr. 
There are a ton of wide receivers, but uh, he's one of the bigger ones, and I think that would fit uh, Baltimore. You know, you hear so much from Daniel Jeremiah talking about how when he was with the Ravens, Brian Billick used to like to say the receiving cores should be built like a basketball team. Mm-hmm. And uh, they could use a big guy that can get down the field. Yeah, they don't have, any, they don't have any power forwards or centers. They need guys with their back, play with their backs to the basket. Maybe block a little yeah. in the run game and, you know. No, that makes perfect sense. Mel Kuyper has him mocked there time and time again. He's super dialed in with Baltimore. I think that's what they're after. I didn't know that. Can I change it? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Have a little fun. Okay. I got New Orleans, You right? got the Saints. Farley still on the board. That's certainly a consideration. Um, I'm thinking about Jamin Davis as well. Uh, I like him quite a bit. But I'm going for my, one of my my man crushes here with Elijah Moore. I just think that you can get a dynamic guy to mix in with Kamara and Michael Thomas and just scheme him up in the dome, speed, you know, let Peyton work yep. his magic with X's and O's. I like this player a lot. That takes me to the Packers, and the Packers are not passing no. on Caleb Farley. That's an easy one. Uh, they get a top ten talent all the way down at 29. Uh, they've only got a couple more years left of Aaron Rodgers anyways. They're in a win-now mode, so mm-hmm. if the kid can't play in four years, what do they care? Right. They look at those big corners. Yeah. yeah. That fits in well. If he if, if he didn't go there, he goes to Buffalo with the next pick. I think so. I think yeah, I think that's yeah, the case. I, so. I mean, they're, they're building a long-term. Uh, they are up now, Mike. That is you, the Buffalo Bills. And who do they take there at 30? Yeah, I've got uh... – I've got Farley on my publishable mock draft, but uh, that ain't happening. Uh, I'm looking at Aziz Ojolari and thinking, I'll figure something out. Can't have enough pass rushers. No, oh, you no, cannot. They, can they sure. could certainly use him. There's, there's no they doubt. rotate those guys in. And, you know, right. Can I just say this depend on this kid I think is ridiculous? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really does. And, I mean, he just he, – he like – he doesn't get under tackles. He tunnels under like the great escape, and then he comes up in the backfield. <laughs> and then when he gets there, he separates the football. I think that's a skill. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is. There's no doubt about it. I, I like him more and more the, that I've watched him. Uh, yeah, you see that bend. Uh, that's that's first-round bend. Mm-hmm. Looks like Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Does anybody know what Gumby is? Uh, it's probably a dated reference, but he's we do. slightly before my time to be. Honest. Yeah, I, I know who he is. Mike. I do though. Yeah, he's not. He's not pokey. I can tell you that he is not. He no, the, he gets to the backfield. Matt, That's you Casey. have the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. I would Lay have up. considered Elijah Moore there, just because more weapons and well, then and you really shouldn't have picked him for the team. Your last pick. <laughs> So now I'm looking at tackles. I think Cosme fits, fits them well in the screen game and the athleticism. But I'm going Eichenberg because I'm trying to win this thing right now and I need a plug-and-play dude that might not have the ceiling but just as a, a, a lead-off single. You know what I mean? Okay. I get a that, might be, that might be a double. Might be a double. It's not a home run, but it's, it's I'm on base. They're going, they're, they need tackles. And they're going to the uh, – we've got tackles that play – in the NFL store. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. a good yeah, good place to shop somewhere is next year. Notre Dame offensive lineman is not a bad yeah. place to be shopping at. Good call. They seem to do pretty good there with those guys. That gets me to 32 uh, for the uh, the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I could go a lot of different ways here. Uh, 
I could take the best athlete. I could take the best wide receiver. I could take the best running back on the board. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to go, as much as I, I don't like this pl guy as a player, I think he's got a lot of measurables that, this is where I would that fit well. I'm taking Jason Owa there. Yeah. I think they could, you know. Bring him along slow. Bring him along. you got Jason Pierre-Paul for maybe another year. He can learn behind him, and, you know, if he turns into that, great. If he doesn't. Third downs, you could kick Pierre-Paul inside and get yeah. all three of those guys on the field in the meantime. It would be fun to be the GM of the, the Bucks right now. You just take whatever take you want. Take whatever you want, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Everything's, everything's open. They should draft a quarterback. They should draft a quarterback because that's not going to last forever. No. There's no doubt about that, but there's just not going to be one at 32 that – No, I wouldn't. I just don't see that. No. Um, you guys want to run down this real quick here? Yeah. Uh, first, uh, Jacksonville uh, went uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson to the Jets, Justin Fields to the 49ers, Kyle Pitts to the Falcons, Panay Sewell to the Bengals. At six, the uh, Dolphins took Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith to the Lions, Carolina grabbed Rashawn Slater, Trey Lance to the Broncos, Patrick Sertain to the Cowboys, Christian Derrissaw goes to the Breaking Giants. News. Raiders? Orlando Brown goes to the Chiefs. Well, how about that? Maybe I need to, maybe I need to trade my pick. Did they maybe give up? What did they give up? A bundle of picks. It says a going across. Bundle the, of picks. Wow, that's a wonder, surprising trade. I wonder if Al's going to be a Raven now, or whoever picked for the Ravens in this draft. Maybe should have taken a tackle. Maybe we should have taken a tackle. Yeah, yeah. maybe we should have taken Eichenberg, and I should have taken something else. Uh, the Eagles take Jalen Waddell, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker to the Chargers, Jalen Phillips to the Vikings, Mac Jones goes to the Patriots, the Cardinals took Micah Parsons, J.C. Horn goes to the Raiders, uh, Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa to the Dolphins, Tevin Jenkins goes at 19 to, uh, to Washington, the Bears took Rashad Bateman, Trevon Morig goes to Indianapolis, the Titans grab Greg Newsom, Zaven Collins to the Jets. Uh, the Steelers grab <laughs> <laughs> the Steelers take Najee Harris uh, Jaguars Quiddy Pay Christian Barmore to the Browns Terrace Marshall to the Ravens we might want to change that now uh, I still think they take him they, they can get a tackle in the second round maybe yeah I actually just saw the details of the trade they're getting the 58th pick and then a later pick See, they'll, so they'll they have two, two seconds before we get off that is, is that too early for Eichenberg no. No, no. I think he's he's plug and play ready. Right. Yeah. Trying to win right now. You don't need to develop. That makes more sense. Right tackleish, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. The whole, but the whole problem with Brown was he didn't want to get out of Stanley's way. He right. wants to be a left. He wants to play the left and yeah. so Baltimore basically needs a right if Stanley's back at left. Absolutely. Although Stanley had like five or six surgeries on that leg. Um there's some there's some talk that he may not be ready for the start of the season. Which may be where it's for I would still, after further review, if we're going to, you know, just kind of fill in the blanks there since this trade happened while we're uh, doing the show, I would go Eichenberg at 27. Okay. Okay. Well, it's, that it's makes my Chiefs pick obsolete. Yeah, but they, if they got a tackle, they're not as desperate, so maybe they grab something else. Why don't you figure out what else they might need? I think I'd just grab, like, best weapon available. Or, or Cosme. Maybe, like, Tony. I don't know. I think they'll call somebody back. I'm not well, sure they, they'll draft the tackle yeah, there again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's cool. true. Uh, the Saints took Jamie Elijah. Davis. Saints took Elijah Moore, uh, Caleb Farley to the Packers, Aziz Ojalari to the Bills. The Chiefs took the no longer available Liam Eikenberg. You're taking Jamin Davis. Taking Jamin Davis there instead. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, they could use some linebacker help Sweet. for sure. And then Jason Owa to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just yeah, taking the best athlete available. Boy, we did well. 
I think they don't even need to draft this thing next Thursday. Right. We just nailed it. the real thing. Yeah, we just nailed it. Nobody has to trade you know what, or anything. You know, what else is, you know what else is interesting about this? What's that? Here's, here's some of the names we didn't call. Okay. Landon Dickerson, Kadarius Tony, Joe Tryon, Travis Ntn, uh, Richie Grant, Nick Bolton, Javante Williams, Asante Samuel Jr., uh, Creed Humphrey, Joseph Asai. Um, pretty pretty rich second round. Pat Fryermuth. Um, it's a good group. Real interesting names available still. Yeah, so I we, mean, there's some guys there. So we break on Thursday. Teams are calling Jacksonville for that first pick in the second round for who? Maybe Dickerson. Maybe Dickerson. Maybe ATN. Maybe a Cosme type yeah. tackles or yeah, ATN makes sense. I can see people wanting ATN at that point. Yeah. If you're Atlanta or you know Miami, you know, Jets. did you trust them to get down to you if you're Atlanta? No. If I'm the Jets and I already, you know, or Miami, or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Interesting. De- definitely interesting and a lot of fun there. Uh, that's why I wanted to do it again because we did it yesterday and uh, worked out so well. And I thought I want to take a little more time with it. Let it oh, marinate right. a little bit. And I think we were able to do that today and make some much more cognizant. I think we were, we were more prepared to do this draft as opposed to Mostly the, the rapid guys, fire. Though, right? What's that? Mostly the same guys. Mostly, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty similar. It's I similar. bet we had 30 of the 32. the order of selection, but uh, I think we believe in what we're doing here is the point, guys. We've, we've prepped. We've put the time in. Oh, yeah. We have definitely done that, and uh, Mike, you'll be joining us uh, next Thursday for the first round, I believe. No, I'm sorry. Which uh, which sessions are you next week? Well, we have we... that preview show too. We have the preview well, we show. Got, that's we right. Got the preview on DVE on Wednesday. Seven that's a big hitter. That's yeah. Don't want to miss that. And of course, we'll be wrapping things up. We then. might do this again, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That would work well, uh, but yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be on the air a lot between uh, Wednesday and the following Monday, bring, uh, bringing you all the draft coverage here on uh, Steelers Nation Radio, on the iHeart uh, Media or Airwaves, uh, lots of good stuff there. But we appreciate you stopping by, Mike, to do this one again. Uh, we will catch up with you. Uh, well, I guess next week. Have a good weekend there. Uh, he is uh, Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. We want to thank uh, Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air throughout the course of the show. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and uh, we had uh, some fun there mock drafting, uh, mocking the first round uh, with Mike Pursuta in the previous yeah, segment. Uh, so we're not going to do what we typically do and do a mock draft in this time. We're mocked out. We're a little mocked out. We're going to do uh, something a little different here. Uh, first of all, I did want to give you the rundown on the trade. That the Orlando the, Brown the trade. The Orlando yeah, Brown yeah. trade from, Kansas, uh, from uh, Baltimore to Kansas City. Matt, you said that was the Chiefs' first-round pick. Which is thirty-one. Uh, here's what here I'll read it. I off. got it here, but oh, go okay. ahead. Uh, Chiefs get their give up their first round pick, a third rounder, which is ninety-four, mm-hmm. a fourth round pick, which is one thirty-six, and a twenty twenty-two fifth round selection in exchange for Brown, and a twenty twenty-one second round pick, which is fifty-eight, and a twenty twenty-two sixth round pick. So basically, the Chiefs are now going to have two late seconds, and that's pretty much it. Baltimore now has a lot of picks. 
including two firsts, but no second. So, yeah. typical Ravens fashion, they're going to make a lot of draft picks all of a sudden, and they have some comp picks that you know factored in there as well. But one of them better be a tackle. One of them has to be a tackle because yeah. you just gave one up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I would imagine edge and receiver yeah. still on the board too. But now you're looking again up. at uh, you know maybe Liam Eikenberg does go in that spot or sense. Samuel yeah. Cosme or somebody of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they take Jalen Mayfield there as a yeah. I mean they have a, a lot of right mid round picks. They could trade up for somebody as well. I know you and I don't love Jalen Mayfield, but he played for Harbaugh's. Yeah, brother. That's, mean, that's what made me. That, that's there, what yeah. made me say that that he'll know more about him than yeah, everybody yeah. else. But uh, yeah, um, I think the Chiefs' O line's in good shape though now. All of a sudden, and it's surprising to see Baltimore and Kansas City make a trade. Like the two yeah, teams, right. that would be like the Steelers making you know five years ago with the Steelers and, and Patriots, Patriots making right. a trade. Right. Like you, you're the top two teams in your conference. Yep. Do you want to make the other team better? Makes me wonder if other teams just weren't that into Orlando Brown. I mean, I don't love him. I don't love him, but I mean, I, I thought he'd end up in Indy or you know. Like if you're Kansas City and you're trading for him, are you automatically plugging him in at left tackle? Yes, because that's what he wants to do. Yes, without question. I think he's better on the right. I think he is too, but he doesn't. I mean, I think you've already had that conversation yeah. with him. He just feels more now. I mean, he was a left all through college. Here's the other problem with that trade from a Kansas City standpoint: is now you have to sign him. You got to sign him though, right? I assume that's in the cards. Yeah. I would think that's and you don't have a lot of get. cap space, and nope. you've got a lot of money tied up in a lot of other positions. Mm-hmm. Like if you just rent him for the year, then it's not worth it. Yeah, you you gave up a first round pick for a rental. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. No, no, I hear you. Uh, they did draft that tackle last year in Wang. I, I think that they think is potentially a starter. So I don't know that they will draft the tackle super high. Well, they won't. They won't. They won the first round. I mean, right, maybe yeah. one of the two second round picks will be. But interesting. Yeah, definitely an interesting trade. Uh, you sent me a, a piece here. This was by uh, Matt Bowen of uh, ESPN, and he broke down some of the draft's best guys at different positions mm-hmm. based different on different skill and, sets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to look here. We'll just go down the list. Uh, he says the quarterback with the best arm talent, no real surprise here, is Trevor Lawrence. Right. I don't know if it's an easy one because Lance can sling it and Wilson and, you know, all four of those yeah. guys. Not I like Jones. the way Justin Fields throw the, oh, throws a football. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he can drop it in a, a barrel from mm-hmm. 50 yards away. I think Lawrence is better. Arm talent's different than arm strength. Right. You know, in terms of when to lay off, when to put a little arc on it. I think he's the best with all those, the different throws. Best second reaction quarterback. I think I'd go with Wilson. That's who he has. Does he? Yeah. Okay. I haven't looked at these yet. I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, quarterback with the best physical traits slash tools. He has Justin Fields. Fields. Yeah. That's why I like him so much. I mean, Strength, there's there, speed, there's a you know, lot right. there. I mean, yeah. again, I see a, I see Lamar Jackson, but a better passer. Mm-hmm. Would I you, assume you would saw you take that, that he, on your roster? Yes, I would. Yeah, <laughs> I assume you saw that he was diagnosed with with epilepsy. That doesn't bother me. Doesn't at all. And no. then Alan Fanica comes out and says, "Yeah, I was too." Yeah, yeah take your pills right. and nobody. Yeah, yet. right, right, right. I don't think it's a big deal. Most accurate quarterback, Mac Jones. I would go with Mac Jones. Yeah. Best decision-making quarterback. This was interesting. I'd go with Mac Jones. He has Trey Lance. He never turns the ball over. Doesn't turn the ball over. He did turn the ball over in his one game this year. Yeah. But he turned the ball over. He knows where to go with football. I mean, but I don't know if that's a, a – a, like, none of these guys turned the ball over a lot. No. No, they absolutely Like, don't. they all took very good uh, care of the football. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know if Lance not turning the ball over is because his guys were so wide open running, playing against inferior talent. I'm not taking it away from him, but I think part of it is because there's games he only threw the ball 12, 13, that 14 too. times. Too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure you're a threat to run. The, you're a threat that he is to run yeah. the football. If you're uncertain, run it, yeah. you know, because you're bigger and stronger and everybody tackling you too, you know. Yeah. So that, that's a little bit misleading. Most anticipatory quarterback. Jones. Davis Mills. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That, I mean, he's got a big arm, and he's a pocket passer, but he's a quick processor, and it comes out quick, too. Yeah. I agree with that. I always just think of the top five, but, yeah. Best route running. Hmm. The top three is Devontae Smith. Yeah. yeah. That's, who, that's who he is. I don't – there are some guys that I watched on tape, and I can't think of them off the top mm-hmm. of my head. I'm like, oh, this guy runs nice routes. Sure. Not Devontae Smith routes. No. I mean, he <laughs> gets the most out of it. Yeah. He sells them. Yeah. Best wide receiver after the catch? Waddle. He's Jamar Chase. Okay. They're different. I mean, Waddle's an elite returner. Yeah. Well, Chase is going to break tackles. He's, they're very different. He's fast, and he's going to run through arm DJ tackles. DJ Brown after the catch. Yeah. Best playmaking wide receiver? Waddle. That's Waddle. Okay. Most sudden wide receiver. Waddle. He is Kadarius Tony there. He's got his sudden lateral quickness jumps out on tape for Kadarius Tony. I just think Waddle's rare like that. But you could also have considered this guy in that spot uh, best slot receiver. To me, it's Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Yeah. Yeah. I love Elijah Moore. Yeah. I mean, I think he's really sudden as well. He can start and stop and do all those. I think he can line up outside the numbers too. Yeah. Best red zone wide receiver. Chase? Nope. Who's the big guy in this class? He's, I mean, Devontae Smith scored a million touchdowns. Yeah. Maybe he has something to he do is with Nico that. Collins there from Michigan. Okay. He's a go up in 6'4". Yeah. Very few guys are over 6'2 in this class. Yeah. Go up, go up and get it. Yeah. I can buy that. Most dynamic wide receiver. And usually you look at that and say, okay, who's the most dynamic? Is he going number one? Because mm-hmm. he's the most dynamic. Yeah. Is it, I mean, it has to be Waddle, right? No. I mean, it'd be... It's kind of redundant to list Waddle on all these, but yeah. in terms of suddenness and ball in hands, I mean, what he does, he does better than anybody to me. Um, how about the other Moore from Purdue? Rondell Moore is the pick. Okay. If he were if he were three inches taller, he might be the first. He might be the I'm first. Not, I'm adding Chase, but he might be the second. Yeah, I mean, That's he's five. Wrong with him. He's five seven, and he's not durable. Yeah, which little well guys because he's five seven. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> he, he might be a correlation there. Yeah. Fastest deep ball wide receiver. Has to be Waddle. Anthony Schwartz. I guess he's faster. He's a little bit faster. I mean, on a, on a track. If we trust those right, times. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most versatile wide receiver. Hmm. Tony? He's got Rashad Bateman. And he did... He was an outside guy when Johnson was there two years ago, and then he bumped in the slot. Yeah. Didn't play quite as well, but he also was getting over COVID, and, you know. Yeah. Okay. And he didn't have anybody else there to take the pressure off of him. It was all him. And quarterback play wasn't great. Yeah. But he's not the kind – I mean, when I was thinking versatile, I'm thinking, like, hand him the ball and jet sweeps. And I actually almost did uh, T. Martin's kid from uh, Clemson, too. Yeah. Because he can hand him – you can line him up in the backfield. Best wide receiver in the RPO game. Somebody you want to get him too quick, break a tackle. I want some, more Rondell. He's going with Dwayne Eskridge. Okay. I wonder if he just wants to make sure some of these guys. You get can't mention. list the same guys over and yeah. over too. It gets pretty old. I mean, well, Dwayne put, Eskridge ran a four three eight. 
Right. And he's, you, I mean, again, sudden. Mm-hmm. He's got long speed. I just think Moore's going to break more tackles. But yeah. You want to mention more guys, too. Best north-south juice at running back. Real quick, Jamison Henley reports the Ravens are expected to replace Orlando Brown with Al Villanueva. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hopefully it's for a lot of money. Maybe they're looking for an edge rusher there with that second first-round pick then. I mean, that would make sense. Do they sign him now and and therefore get the Steelers a a That's what I'm hoping for the Steelers' sake. Or do they wait the the four days and somebody else comes in and grabs him? I mean, did they visit with Al? I assume in that conversation they said, what do you think about playing right tackle? Because I don't know any experience he's had at right tackle. Uh, Early in his career. When when he was making his bones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not that he can't do it. He's smart enough, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. He's massive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best north-south juice at running back? ATN. ATN. Yeah. Best change of direction ability? Mm, Michael Carter. Nope. He's got Najee Harris there. Yeah. You don't think about that. Here was him. my logic for not mentioning Harris, because I figure he'll be on some other list. Best power. <laughs> so best, let's use yeah. the elusiveness somewhere yeah. else, you know. I don't agree with this next assessment here. Best contact balance? Javante Williams. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. He's got Trey Sermon. Sermon's good in that regard. He's not Javante Williams. Williams in, special no, in that regard. Right. Yeah, that's right. what makes Williams special. Right, right, right. He, that's his number one trait. He gets hit and he just bounces off and keeps going. Yeah, he's like tackling the bowling ball. Top power running back? Najee. Javante Williams. Similar. Yeah. Best pass catching running back? That could be Najee Harris. Too. It would be Gainwell for me. Yeah, but that's who he is, Gainwell. Yeah. But Harris, to me, if you go pound for pound, you know, 230-pounder is a lot different than 195-pounder. Yeah. You know. Best pass-catching tight end? I think Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Best blocking tight end? Tremble. Tremble. Yeah. Nice, okay. Best run-blocking offensive lineman? Landon Dickerson. Nope. How about the big fat guard from Alabama? Nope. Brown, I think his name is. Nope. Penne? Penne Sewell. Okay. He's, I mean, he's. I mean, he comes downhill at you and yeah. puts people on their back. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I would never argue with that. Best pass blocking offensive lineman. This one might surprise you. Slater. Nope. Bear Tucker? Nope. I don't know. Christian Derisaw. Okay. I think there's a little bit of a misconception that he's just a masher. A power masher, yeah. He's a lot lighter on his feet than that, yeah. you know. Most versatile offensive lineman. Bear Tucker, Rashawn Slater. Okay. I'm not sure he's I should know this, but has he played guard? I don't know why he would at Northwestern, but that's a little bit of a projection. They're saying yeah, yeah. 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 Offensive lineman with the best balance. Penny Soul. Bear Tucker's who they have there. Okay. I think Penny Sewell's rare in that regard. Best, he could be in all yeah. Best offensive lineman finisher. Dickerson. Nope. Jenkins. Just having Jenkins. Yeah, that was a tie. Yeah, he's nasty. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, best edge rusher. Phillips. Jalen Phillips. Yeah. Best interior pass rusher. Micah. Nope. Mike is a beast. I mean, we didn't see him last year, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's Zavin Collins. Christian Barmore is the... Oh, I was thinking linebackers. I'm sorry. <laughs> that makes sense. I wasn't, yeah. wasn't thinking about defensive tackle. Uh, best run-stopping defensive lineman? I think you got to go with Shelvin, right? 
He is not the pick. I mean, he doesn't cover much ground. No, that's he's hard to move. Uh, McNeil, Aleem McNeil, okay, defensive I mean, he tackle. Cut, he runs a lot better. North Carolina State, best three-four edge defender. Ojolari. Ojolari. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't like know how much he drops in the coverage, but size-wise, he's a 3-4 type. Yeah, the more I've watched him, the more – I mean, he's, uh, we talked about it before. His bend around the edge It's pretty impressive. It's pretty – yeah. Yeah. He can get there. He might go higher than we ever mock him yeah. to, to, by the way. Most explosive defensive lineman. Pay. Quiddy Pay. Yeah. Yep. Highest upside defensive lineman. No way. Nope. Mm-hmm. Defensive lineman, though. This is not edge. This is just defensive line. Yeah, but pay counted. Yeah, I guess. You're implying. They're looking at pay more as a 4 3 yeah. end. I just thought they meant anyone on the defensive line. Which is line. kind of what this guy. Rousseau? Nope. Peyton Turner. Ah, okay. 6'5, 270, 35 inch arms. Yeah. I bet he goes in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. Most rangy linebacker. Coromoro. No. Jamin Davis? Nope. Michael Parsons? They list Michael Parsons there. Okay. I don't know if I'd agree with that. I mean, when he, he's more downhill to yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think range in terms of a 360 like around I'd, I'd, I'd go with Koromoa. Yeah. I yeah, mean, or to Jamin Davis. Right. They flip their hips and go backwards. They can really move. Yeah. Best playmaking linebacker? Koromoa. Jamin Davis. Okay. What, do you have five interceptions? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he doesn't miss many tackles. The ball too. finds he, him, yeah. yeah. Best linebacker run defender? Parsons. No. Bolton. Nick Bolton. Bolton. Yeah, he comes downhill. Mm-hmm. He's he like a little fast. faster version of Vince Williams. Like, Yeah, yeah. Nasty, pound you into the dirt. Real good understanding of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most versatile linebacker? J-O-K. Yeah. Koma. Yeah. I mean, he actually does well against slot receivers. Yeah. It's not yeah. like he can do it. He does it well. Most disruptive linebacker? Parsons. No. Zavin? Zavin Collins. The length and the size, yeah. and I mean, it's hard to account for. Linebacker with the best coverage skills? Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox. Okay. Yeah. This is what we're talking about with this linebacker group. We've just named like six different attributes there, and we've had six different guys. And honestly, they this has been the hardest one for me to answer, too, because... There's so many other guys that can do it. Right. I mean, we just talked about JOK being... Shut down slot receivers, and he wasn't the best coverage <laughs> linebacker. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of guys that could have fit all these molds. Yeah. Best man coverage cornerback? Horn. No. Farley. No. Sertain. Sertain. Okay. He's great at it. Yeah. Best zone coverage cornerback? Um, Sante Samuel. No. They're going with Newsom. Okay. Yeah. Newsom's a better player. Best ball hawking defensive back? This is a no-brainer. Why do I know? Who got the most picks? Andre Sisco. Yeah. Okay. He gives it the most touchdowns. Yeah, too, I was <laughs> thinking corners. I mean, he gets it when he the ball is in his area. His highlight film yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Best run defending defensive back. Hmm. It's not many of those thumper safeties. I think Molden's really good at a pound for pound. He won't be the answer. He's not. I don't know. They list Richie Grant. Good at it. Yeah. I don't know if anyone stands out. No, it's not like things that teams ask their mm-hmm. corners to do in college. Anymore. I mean, I'm sure there's a six-round pick that can't run that can yeah. stop the run. Stop, yeah. gonna Boy, he's always right you know. there and makes those run tackles. Right, right, right. Best coverage safety? Molden. 
He's not a safety. Trevon Moerig. Moerig. Okay. Best slot. Holland's pretty good too. Best slot. Molden. No, they list Samuel Samuel there. I don't trust him in the slot. I know most people see him that way. Maybe I'm just wrong. I mean, if you're not asking him to, to, to tackle anybody. I just don't think he's physical enough to yeah. line up that close to tackles and fullbacks and tight ends and pulling guards and, you know. Yeah. Uh, most competitive defensive back? Molden. J.C. Horn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's Nasty. super. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Most versatile defensive back? I'm going to say Sertain, but I bet that's not the that's answer. Not the, that's yeah, not the answer. So we've, we've talked a little bit about this guy over the last couple of weeks. Jamar Johnson out of Indiana. Mm. Well can play rounded. the slot, can play either safety position. Yeah, too high, yeah. walk down, yeah, he can do whatever he wants. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Cam Sutton in that you look at him, you mm-hmm. go, okay, he does this okay, he does that okay, he plays the slot okay. like. But the negative column doesn't much in it. Yeah, where does he stand out at? Well, he really doesn't, but he mm-hmm. does all these other things well, well that, enough to I, get you. I say you... that a lot about Richie Grant, too. Yeah. As a pure safety, I mean, I don't think he can play corner, but there's not much in the negative column. Best nickel safety. I love this guy. How about Darius Washington? No. Javon Holland. No, okay. This is why I think he goes higher than what. Do you trust him to be a slot, a big slot? I do. I think he yeah. could. He gets his hands on the football. It's picked off. He might be the first safety taken. I'm not predicting that, but yeah. if it happens, I'm not going to be like, wow, what are these guys thinking? No, there, there's a lot to like there. Yeah, his tape's good. Defensive back with the best play speed. Farley. No. Nope. But he opens it up. Play speed. I mean, Fast on the football field. Yeah. I haven't seen him run a 40. This is where they get Elijah Molden. Okay. I mean, he, he, he runs a 4-6, but he but plays he doesn't. He plays that. faster than yes. the 4-6. Yes. Because he's, he anticipates well. I don't think well. he's slow on the football no, field. No, I, I think he anticipates that. well. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Sleepers. Uh, he has Jordan Smith out of uh, UAB. Oh, okay. Just any position? Yeah, any position. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There might be some off the field. But there's, there's definitely some work. off the yeah. field, yeah. Uh, Pitts DeMar Hanleman at safety. I think he's going to be an NFL player. Yeah. No, I think so, yeah. Like, if he's the third safety for the Steelers or whomever, um, yeah, that's fine. Um, Emir Smith-Marset, the wide receiver out of Iowa. Who, he's the one that tested really well. He tested, like, he aced the SAT on that mm-hmm. <laughs> on his pro day. Um, he only lists three there, but... Um, I think there's some other sleeper type guys, and we've talked a lot about. No, there's tons of them. Yeah, a lot of these guys, like you know, Patrick Johnson, I think is a guy that could end up getting drafted much higher than where we've mm-hmm. seen him on a lot of these mock drafts. Like, I mean, I think there's some safeties. Um, I mentioned we were talking defensive backs on my podcast today. There's so many corners. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of day two corners with a lot of traits. Plus, there's fourth, fifth round guys. I think have some upside. I mean, I'm not ignoring the exercise, but sleeper is a tough word anymore. That is. I'm looking here at at, – There was no internet. There were sleepers. Yeah, I'm I'm back (laughs) on the Draft Network rankings here, and they said Jordan Smith is a a sleeper. Draft Network Network has him 97th on their rankings. Yeah, right. That, to me, is not a sleeper. Yeah, not a sleeper. You're not a sleeper. Now, they've got Patrick Johnson at at 121 overall. Mm -hmm. That's more of a sleeper. That's more of a sleeper. Uh, You know – Malcolm Kuntz, they have at 160. But if he goes in the second round... He's not a sleeper. There's no sleepers in the NFL, yeah. guys. They That's... have Chris Rump at 194. I've seen other places that have Chris Rump in the second round. Mm-hmm. You know, is he yeah. a sleeper? It's a tough no. word nowadays. Because yeah. rarely is it be like, I know this guy that nobody else does. I yeah. mean, like, was Highsmith a sleeper last year? 
I mean, I guess a little. Just because he's a small school guy doesn't mean he's a sleeper. And us in the media weren't talking about him a lot before the draft. But yeah. He went pretty early, and he probably wouldn't have lasted much longer if the Steelers didn't take him. So that's a tough conversation for me. One of my favorites, I guess, though, is when we did the running back triple take. I have a hunch that the running back from Michigan. Um, can you can you be a running back from Michigan, though, and be a sleeper? That's the thing is. I mean, yeah. he was a five-star recruit from Michigan that tested off the charts. Yeah. I think people know who he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, like, my guy there is Michael Strahan. It's S-T-R-A-C-H-A-N mm. out of Charleston. Okay. Again, a 6'5", 228-pound receiver who ran a 4'5". Yeah. Like that's Didn't play football that, last year. Yep, yep, yep. He's a sleeper. I mean, maybe some of these opt-outs yeah. or, you know, t- players the that D, didn't especially have a season the, this year. Yeah, the D2 and D3 guys that didn't play. Yeah. This year, maybe. Yeah, those are the guys that are sleepers. Sleeper's just kind of an outdated word to me. Yeah. I mean, if I can Google search the guy and find out his whole history like in if they four played, seconds. If they played on TV like five times last year, which everybody did. <laughs> which everybody like Coastal did. Carolina was on TV a lot last year mm-hmm. because they were actually good. So you can't say C.J. Maribel is a, is a sleeper. People know who he is, right. Yeah. right. Is Elijah Mitchell a, a sleeper? I think to a certain degree. I mean, if you want to define sleeper as – a sixth or seventh round pick that might vastly outperform his draft slot. He might be. I mean, he yeah. goes to the right system. The running back gets hurt in front of him. He gets a lot of carries, and he's breaking off long runs, and he's in every fantasy league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not too far. Or, I mean, I, I brought up Deion Jackson the other day from Duke. Yeah, like, right, right, right. Is he a sleeper? Nah. Doesn't not really. Or, or Jake Funk out of Maryland. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, those names aren't on ESPN and the NFL Network right now. But, I mean... Are people going to be shocked when they come off the board? Probably Shouldn't not. be you if, know. They're, if they're well-rounded, you know? You know, listeners of this show now know that, you know, like uh, Garrett Wallow is not a like, – No, right. I mean, guy made a lot of plays in college. Guy made a lot of plays. Is he a sleeper? I guess technically if you're looking – I mean, he's going to mm-hmm. be a fifth or sixth-round draft pick, but yeah. guy can play. He can play. Or Nick Neiman, you know, some of these other guys yeah, that yeah. – are late round draft picks. I mean, we've brought them all up on here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the scouts have been watching him for two years and know who he is, or you know, watch a lot of game tape on him. Again, hard word to describe, but yeah, interesting. I mean, that that Bowen exercise was kind of fun. I mean, some of those positions like linebacker, wide receiver, really deep. You can, I mean, for any category, five names would have been right. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And it's real easy to just say, well, the top, we're going to take the top five guys, and I'm just going to use them. That's no fun. That's yeah. yeah right, right, right. I mean, we put Trevor Lawrence at the top of every list. Be like, oh, okay, or Penny yeah. Sewell, like, <laughs> Kyle Pitts. I'm like, yeah, I know. they're not the generational. Receiver. Well, and Pitts maybe. Pitts but maybe. Yeah. I, uh, we talked about this a little bit before with Mike. Um, Lawrence to me is not Andrew Luck. I, I just mm-hmm. don't see that. I'm like he's not. Uh, oh boy, this guy can't miss talent. What people forget about Luck too, and it's probably a massive reason he's not in the league anymore. He didn't go to a good situation. Yeah. He turned that into a good situation. And this new GM and coach are very good in Indy. But it wasn't long ago they were trading for Trent Richardson and wasted for and signing Andre Johnson when he was 35 years old. Yeah. And, you know, letting that offensive line go. Right. Well, Andrew will stand it, in the pocket and get taken a beating, you know. Yeah. And I mean, even, um, you know, the coordinators and things allowed him to take a beating. Like he outperformed his environment. You yeah. know, like, will Lawrence do that? I'll be impressed if he does. I mean, that's asking a lot. I don't care how good you are. I mean, to okay, we're not going to do much to help this guy early in his career as if the transition isn't hard enough already. 
can you still lift everybody around you? That's asking a lot. I mean, yeah, and they don't have a lot of talent there. They have probably less talent than what Indy had. Probably. At least they have resources. They have I mean, resources. They're, they're, but they're all going to be young and learning on the fly. Right. I mean, because, you know, if you're, a, uh, if you're a free agent right now, are you going to Jacksonville? Not unless they pay me a little watching, extra. Yeah, watching what happened last time they signed all these free agents and then a year later cut them. Mm-hmm. How many I don't want to do, do that. Jacksonville wins this year? Four. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a bad division. They may win two or three. That would get that you division. to four and 13. Gets you to four and 13 and yeah. probably another top five pick. Like, I bet they're better than Houston. Maybe. I ain't saying much. Maybe. Right, right. Might split with them. Right. And you hope that all so last learn year's to picks and this year's picks all start to look good. But it'll probably be two, three years, even if Lawrence is Herbert or better. Yeah. Until they have a winning record. No, I agree. Yeah. And it's going to take, take time. Patience. Time, patience, and the rest of the division not getting better. It's a good division to fall into, though. It is, but they're all going to have high draft picks. Who's going to get it right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Houston. Know. To I kind of trust Indianapolis and Tennessee to kind of do that front office wise yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, but is Wentz legit? Don't know. Don't know. I know Tannehill's legit, but I don't know if he's. He probably won't be the best quarterback. Yeah, in the don't know if he. Uh, he's now. already in his thirties. He's already in his thirties, yeah. and he is what he is. He's a good player, but he's not going to be. You know, what if Derrick Henry stumbles and they can't run the ball? Like yeah, the wheels fall off of him, they're in trouble. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're a fragile team to me. I agree. Uh, but that, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, when you when you look at it that way. Um, you know, like I mentioned, Jacksonville's going to have, what, four or five picks in the top 45. So Todd and Mel and everybody will give them an A-plus. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and that's they great. drafted five guys everybody had heard of. Yep. And the Browns used to be in that situation where you bring in three first-rounders and they got an A every year. And and, an A every year. And that's great, but it's not long until you got to pick up fifth-year options on all these yeah. guys and pay them, too, and you know, bringing in a ton of guys the same you year. you got to pick the right two. guys, too, because I went back and looked at the 2017 draft at the grades that were given out. Uh, I can't remember what, what website it was, but the Chiefs got a B-minus for moving up to take Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I bet. The Steelers got a B for taking uh, T.J. Watt at 30 that year. Yeah, yeah. And the I think it's one of the dumbest The 49ers got a, an A-plus for taking Reuben Foster at, <laughs> at 31. Right, right, Co- right. Couldn't believe he was still there. Couldn't believe he was still there. And yeah. Supposedly they were torn between Solomon Thomas at 3 and Reuben Foster, who they got at 31. Ooh, boy, they, they lucked out. And he had a long <laughs> list of off-the-field issues, too. Right. Wonder yeah. why he's still there. Oh, right. yeah, that's a great, that's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had to do those at times not over fun. my media career. I think you're stupid. And they're really dumb. Yeah. They're, they're you're not really going to give anybody a, a bad grade for taking somebody that you had ranked that high. Right. Whether you were right or wrong. And, and let's say Houston. Houston's first pick's in the third round. They may do well with what they have. They may knock it out of the park. Right. Like, but, I get, you know, if the Steelers last year, no first-round pick, they take Chase Claypool in the second round. They take Alex well. Highsmith in the – right. those example. are good picks. They're good picks that worked out well, that added – you know, went to team needs, but they can't possibly get as good a grade. Because they never have as many cards in their hand. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's one of the dumber exercises in the media. I agree. But uh, that's going to do it for our show. So, for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back next week, it'll be draft week. Yeah, how about that? Come back for that. Love it. Yeah.